Yo, welcome back. This is season two of the A Plus Podcast. Let's get it. Season 2 of the A-plus podcast. This season, everything is new. It's a new look. It's a new feel. It's a new vibe. A new guest. So, let me give you an overview of how this season is going to go and how it's going to be structured. So, of course, we're, we're going to continue to to do weekly episodes with different guests. But there's an add-on to it. So at the beginning of every episode, I'm going to have a question of the week where I'll allow people to send in questions whether how deep I'll answer them. Truthfully and to the best of my knowledge, I will answer them. Also, at the end of each episode, we'll have the new Plus 5 segment where... It's essentially a draft, and we'll have the top five. Me and the guests will have the top, our top five of whatever topic is being discussed at that time on that episode. So, without further ado, let's talk about this week's episode. So, we got my guy, Darian Dixon, a.k.a. D. Dix. And today, we're going to talk about how COVID has affected him, how it's affected college sports, and how his team is adjusting to it. Um, we're going to talk about some of his experiences playing with some of the best players and also against some of the best players in college basketball as well as the NBA. Um, we'll get his thoughts on the quick turnaround in NBA. Um, we'll also... Um, we have we have a little bit of advice for the young players, but um, then, like I said, we're going to end with the plus five segment. And this week's topic is the top five number one picks of all time in the NBA draft. But um, the question of the week this week is: What is my scariest dream, and how do we interpret dreams in general? So. My scariest dream? Hmm. Um, I I would think that my scariest dream is pretty much like everybody else's. It's um, the typical falling out of the sky. I don't know what that dream means, but that's probably that's probably the scariest dream that I've ever had is the one when you're falling out of the sky and you don't know how or why. But um, how we interpret dreams, I think is, I think is a situation, a situation thing, where like, I'm a, I'm a very, I'm a very spiritual person, so I look at everything as if it has a meaning, or as it is a sign. So, like I said, when I talk about the 
the typical dream of falling out of the sky to me it has a meaning and i have to figure out what that meaning is but um in general i think it's it's just it's a personal thing where a dream we can have the same dream but your interpretation of it can mean something totally different than my interpretation of it so um i think that yeah it's a situation situation thing but um that's the question of the week for this week and uh yeah we're gonna get right into this episode with my guy d dicks so without further ado here we go So we got my man. We got my man's D Dicks. What's good with you, Brody? What's good, man? What's good? I'm chilling. How you doing? Man, I'm alright. I'm just chilling. Semester over, so I know that's right. So, uh, how's how's COVID treating you? Uh, it's been difficult, honestly. Uh, actually. Caught it last month at really? school. Mm-hmm. So I was home for two weeks. On my team, we had like nine cases of COVID already. Jeez. We, we go in and out of quarantine all the time. Uh-huh. My family been all right, though. All my family's been good. I had a That's couple people that caught in my family. They bounced back. Well, everybody pretty much good. Yeah, everybody pretty much good. That's good. That's good. Um, I know you brought up you brought up how it's it's affected you and your team. So, um, what's what's that process like going through going through? Uh, I know y'all got preseason preseason camps, work workouts, and stuff like that. So, uh, how how has it affected that? So, we get tested two times a week, uh-huh. Monday and Friday. Uh, it was really difficult. Because we couldn't start playing until like a month and a half at school. So we had to wait a long time and for, to find out everybody's safe and everybody's correct. Right. But we wear masks all the time. Can't really get close to each other. Uh, uh, it's been it's been real different from, you know, you know, as far as the team, like you always up in each other. Like you, you just with each other all the time. Right. right now, you can just you just see each other on the court, and then you go back into your room. It's isolated. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it's, everything got pushed back, kind of. We've, yeah. we've been practicing now for, like, two months. We can only practice for a certain amount of time. Man, I, I know a, I know preseason, preseason rules regarding workouts for the NCAA is pretty t- – they, they're pretty strict about that. So, has it has – it, has it changed that, or is it still the same? Like it's still the same. It's still the same as far as hours. Like you can only be on the court, I think like four hours a week. Uh-huh. And then, like you can lift weights. Uh, as far as weights for us, we have to uh, spray in the groups and workouts. We got to spray in the groups. So like it only be the bigs for one hour. The next uh-huh. hour will be guards. 
It'll be like four or five of us in a group. Right. They so, split it up. We only, we really only been with each other, like whole team working out for like a month now. Uh-huh. But so the chemistry, you know how that can be. The chemistry can fall off. Yeah. It'll be difficult to get to know each other's game because we got like our whole, a lot of our team is new. I think we got like four or five returners and everybody else is new. Uh huh. So difficult. Yeah, I feel that. I know, I know chemistry is big, especially in, in sports and uh, particularly sports like basketball where you pretty much depend on everybody to do the right thing and be yeah. in the right place. So, um, yeah, but, um, so let's, let's rewind and go back. What, what made you fall in love with the, with the sport, the basketball? Made me fall in love. I say my brother played when I was younger. Uh-huh. And that was my first time ever seeing basketball. So like, I wanted to be like him. So, you know, I jumped into it. And I was a Wizards fan, so I got to see Gilbert Arenas, Antoine James, and Karan Butler, seeing right. that team. And that was really the beginning of basketball for me, watching them play against LeBron all the time, uh, seeing that San Antonio team, Dallas team, Miami team, you know, that. Yeah. Before oh, yeah. the big threes and all that. Uh-huh. You, you really started to watch basketball and it was fun, like you seeing how the players will carry themselves, you know? Like they uh-huh. had like the certain swag to them yeah. that you wanted to have. And that's what really made me start to Yeah, I think that's that's what it. made me fall in love with the game. Uh you got players, players like Allen Iverson, mm-hmm. uh, you got Kobe, Kobe, MJ. Yeah, I used to uh I used to uh get this sock and just cut it in half and try to yeah. have this little fake yeah. arm sleeve on. Yeah, I feel that. I feel yeah. that I used to do it all the time. Yeah, it's like, just the swag the to the players. The swag to yeah. the players, like it made you feel like on top of the world. Yeah, for real. But um, it made me yeah, I know, I know. A lot of people, a lot of people throughout the throughout their throughout their years of playing a sport, they they typically learn something about themselves, whether it mm-hmm. be they need to work on something or it's a character thing that they need to work on, but. Um, what what has the game taught you? Uh, the game really taught me. I say, communication is a huge thing. For you, sure, you know I me. Mean? I'm not, I'm not a crazy talk. I talk, I talk a lot with my people. I'm cool with. Yeah, I feel Everybody you. else, I, I don't. Yeah. So you really get the, you really get the grow, inside personality kind. Of, like, you start to talk more. You build relationships with people. Right. You see where, because you know arguments always happen. Uh-huh. So, really, that you build that relationship because once you can argue with somebody, then next play, you're good. Uh-huh. Like that's when you know, that's when you know it's real. Yeah. So I say, it's really being able to communicate. I think that's the biggest part I take from taking from the game. Sure. Being able to, I know. Uh, see different personalities. Uh-huh. I know. That goes that goes for any relationship, whether it's in sports or in life. It's just mm-hmm. like if you if you can learn how to communicate 
your differences with somebody and to not have that affect your relationship and you just keep going, that's one of the best things in the world. Yeah. To know that you have that bond where it's not much that can come between what you and somebody else has. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, y'all have the same goal in life. Exactly. So if we can take, kick your pride to the side and, and you'll be good. For sure. For sure. Um, so I know, just looking at you, I know you've you played with a lot of players. Yeah, a lot. Of, a lot. Some players that they've played on every level. You you see, you play with some players that's been NBA, some that's mm-hmm. high D1, some D2, D3. I'm sure you play with them all. So um, who who's your, who'd you say your favorite your favorite teammate is? I'll put you on the spot. <laughs> well, I'm a I'm gonna say high school my favorite teammate was Sam. Mm-hmm. Sam made the game easier for me. Like we kind of played opposite from each other. I was more inside, he was more outside. So it was real easy mm-hmm. to real easy to jail. Uh, in college. In college I had this point guard. Right now, his name is Spice, Jalen Spice. Uh, he makes the game so easy for me. He's always looking for me. I get at least eight easy points off of that. So as far I always love playing with guards that can pass me the ball because it makes my job way easier. Uh, I, I say he's probably one of my favorite players. By far, I like, I like his game a lot. So you think that's, that's a big difference between uh, high school guards and college guards? Is that uh, I know a lot of times in college, most of the point guards in college they're more floor generals. You see more floor mm-hmm. generals in college. Yeah. I got more leaders. I got real lucky to play with some good guards from like Jameer to uh-huh. Anthony Cowan to Ernest. A lot of them can score the ball real well, but For also sure. they can pass. For sure. But I think it's really the base off the the guard it is, kind of. A scoring mm-hmm. guard, well, a scoring guard it leads to more rebounding, more dirty work. Mm-hmm. But with a pass first, it's more you you being in the right spots to get your buckets. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's really the personnel of the player. I feel like that's the biggest thing. But I was mm-hmm. blessed enough to play with real good guards throughout my life, so it made my job way easier. For sure. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, so AAU, I know, what, what team did you play on AAU? So I played with Blue Devils for a lot of it and for DC Thunder. That's the DC with Markel folks. And yeah, Blue Devils uh, and Markel, Jeff, Nate Darling, Ernest, Brett B. Fields. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had some dogs. And then, yeah, yeah, I had some dogs. I know. But if you look you look at any any DMV AAU team, they all stack. Yeah, you're not going to go against any bad DMV AAU team. For sure. We got – And that's – We have by far the most well-rounded talent, I feel like. Uh-huh. Everybody you sure. play is going to be some dogs. I know. For sure. And that's, 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 that's just the DMV culture. Mm-hmm. We work. 
We all work. Yeah, you see, we got them players in the league. Every yeah. for like the past couple of years, somebody from the DMV has been winning championship. Uh huh. We got sure. Quinn, Quinn, KD. Quinn and got two of them things. <laughs> KD. Quinn and got there running of it. course KD. Um, who else? Um, yeah, Victor been killing that. Yeah, Vic. We got it's a players. lot of players. It's a Jeremy lot of players. Grant. Jeremy uh-huh. Grant stepped up. He just got paid too. My man just got that bag. Twenty million a year. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that goes to saying you don't want to sleep on DMV talent, and that's across all sports. All sports. Yeah, for real. All sports. For sure. Um, I say in high school, I remember Kamari. He was like the most slept on player. He'll go out there and get at least two, three touchdowns every game. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Kamari, quickest thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had my, quarter, my quarterback, Ramar. They ever, I hated how everybody slept on him. I thought... I know. I thought I personally felt Ramar was one of the best quarterbacks in the country, not just I did too. not just in the state, but in the country. Yeah, I mean, but uh, I, it's an underdog mentality. Uh huh. For sure, definitely. Um, but uh, to transition, I know. You started you started at Northwestern State. Yeah. And you transferred to Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. So what what went into that into that decision? Uh real tough that decision. It was a real it was a real tough one because I didn't wanna I didn't wanna leave because I had great friendships with everybody there. Uh-huh. It was more just, I guess you could say, business. You know, I didn't see yeah. myself with them in the future. There was kind of, it kind of, I think they felt the same way, kind of. Uh-huh. They, it's kind of like a mutual department, kind of, and then uh, uh-huh. the coach at Fayetteville, he's been recruiting me since I was a senior in high school. He uh, he used to coach in North Carolina Central. And he uh-huh. wanted me to go there. So once he found out I was in a transfer portal, he hit my phone right up talking about, well, I got a head coaching job at Fayetteville State. I want you to uh, come up here. Uh-huh. And he said, I have a good role. I have a bigger role. It was me and two other D1 transfers trying to get in there. I was like, wow. I was like of course, I'll take it. But the decision well, was real hard. Yeah, I feel that. That's like me when I transferred from from Bowie to Frostburg. I knew I knew it was it's probably the best decision for me. But I had already I had built some some good relationships at Bowie, so I didn't I didn't really really want to leave those people. That's the but, hardest um, part. For you sure, leaving leaving the people that you because they're there for two three years and you gotta leave them. For then sure. it was 
it was in Louisiana, so I probably would never see them again. I just talked to him on the phone. Yeah, yeah I feel it that. Was it was difficult. Yeah, but um, in terms of basketball, I'm sure I'm sure it gave you a lot of experience playing on that on that type of level against some of the best teams in the country, mm-hmm. some of the best players in the country. Mm-hmm. I remember sure. that one get the one game y'all played. I know y'all played Oklahoma that year. That Trey Young was just going off. Yeah, on everybody. That was, everybody. That was the craziest. Craziest game ever, by far. Who's that? Who's that like? Uh, we get in Oklahoma, and they, I think they just played Iowa, and Trey Young had like forty that night. So we're like, <laughs> oh yeah, so dude, we're like, dude, real. Mm-hmm. So we, we uh watching this film of that game. And they're like, we're going to box at one hit. So, like, all right, we're going to do – we got to do what we can do to uh, stop them. We're going to try to double-team them and all that. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. <laughs> but we were only focusing on him, not uh-huh. his whole team. <laughs> so, yeah. we go out there and we focusing on him. He's out there passing it to his teammates, and they're making every shot. Like, they're not missing mm-hmm. open dunks, threes in their face and all that. And – we looking up. And I was like, dude, not even like killing us like that. It was scoring. But we look up, he got like 15 assists. We're like, yeah. oh. And he was like, hold up. Yeah. And he kept, he kept diamond and diamond. I think he ended up with breaking the record with like 22 assists, something like that. Mm-hmm. And he had 25 points with it. That's and crazy. Was, and after that, I knew. I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to be all over ESPN. Get to the hotel. That's the first thing we see. Trey Young breaks record. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sure right. that I'm sure that I'm sure I'm sure that screws up the whole game plan when y'all go into a game thinking that you're gonna solely focus on one player and make everybody else beat you. And mm-hmm. then everybody else starts beating you. Exactly. And then you gotta panic and start yeah. focusing on everybody else and then you let him loose and it was he was just a real hard player to guard because mm-hmm. he was a threat once he hit half court. Mm-hmm. And he played point guard, so he had to try to get him not to get the ball. It was mm-hmm. yeah, that was a tough one. That was a real tough one. He him and Jared Culver that went to Texas mm-hmm. Tech. Mm-hmm. Those two were the those two were some problems in college. Yeah, I know. Uh, Another pl- another player you played, uh, Bamba Mo Bamba. That's a long dude. Uh, yeah, that was my first that's college long, game ever. That's that that's was my that's, first college that's, game. Ever. That's quite a way to come into college. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't, I didn't do that bad that game, but it was just getting in that stadium and seeing all those people out there. That was probably the most mm-hmm. nerve-wracking thing. And it's, that was the first game ever. So mm-hmm. once Mo Bama does something good, the whole crowd explodes. First play, he gets of an alley dunk. It's like the crowd explodes. And it, was so, it was something different. But I feel it that. was a lot of yep. fun. It was a lot of fun except for losing. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure, playing, I'm sure playing on that level against some of the best players is fun because mm-hmm. you, you thrive on that competition. 
Yeah. Seeing where right. you match up against these players. Man, he was he was a freak of nature though. Somebody that tall and long and that mm-hmm. fast. It was, just, yeah. it was hard to find in college. You couldn't go you couldn't lay anything up in the basket because he's blocking it. Mm-hmm. It was it was that was a difficult one. Yeah, I feel that. But um so you so you transfer to Fayetteville State and I know y'all had y'all had a lot of success early on. Mm-hmm. So what y'all had like y'all had like a nine game win streak. Yeah. I think y'all had like a nine game we win streak. Like nine nine and oh. And then we lost mm-hmm. to Virginia Union, our first game. Yeah, and uh, I know after that, a couple games after that, y'all had a long layoff. Yeah. I think it was over over Christmas break. I had a real long layoff. And then you come back and you play Francis Marion. Yeah. And you just, you go off. Mm-hmm. My my guy went off. Game. My guy went off. Twenty one points, six for six on the from the from the field, nine for ten from the line. What happened? I almost, I almost had that perfect game. Yeah. I was mad afterwards. Oh, uh, so they had a real good five man, but mm-hmm. the position I was weak was the four, and they knew that so. Began from the scouting, he just said, We're going to attack me from the uh, game. Give me uh-huh. the ball and find ways to uh, find ways to win off of that. Uh-huh. And like, whole game, they were just fouling me and fouling me. I always try to get to the foul line. That's one of the things I've gotten so much better than, better from, is sure. shooting free throws. Sure. So I was always trying to get to the foul line. And I went to the foul line like, like you said, 10 times. And ones, uh, one and ones, everything. Mm-hmm. I was really just, and then I look up. I think I scored like the last bucket of the game. And I mm-hmm. had 21. I get to the, uh, I get to the back and they say, you almost had a perfect game. I was like, ah, mm-hmm. you missed that one free throw. But it was really just being aggressive, pretty yeah. much. My teammates yeah, and my coaching staff, there's a real good job finding me. And putting me in places to score, so. for sure. I know that's that's one of the most underrated things with younger players is that I know a lot of younger players they they want the points, say they want to score forty points a game. But if you want to score forty points a game, you don't have to score forty points in one quarter. Mm-hmm. Like make you gotta become more efficient. You don't have to. You don't have to shoot. You don't have to shoot 20 field goals to get 40 points. The easiest way is the foul line. Exactly. And they always always bash Harden for it. But he's getting getting 15 points on the foul line. I mean, whose fault is that really? Exactly. He's getting to the foul line so much. He maybe also play defense better. Mm -hmm. But that's why you can average 35 points because he's making 15 free throws a game. And I don't don't think I made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, but if you take them, that's just how it is. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's one of them things you you. It's just it's a mindset. 
it's once you mature in the game and you realize that it's it's a four quarter game. Yeah. You want to score twenty game. points a game. Exactly. You want to score twenty points a game. You have four quarters to do it. Yeah. You get two you points have all here. The time in the world. Two points here, six points there, a free throw here, four free throws here. Next thing you know, you you up to thirty points. Mm-hmm. And you never have to force anything. That's mm-hmm. one like it. It's easier when it's natural, when the mm-hmm. things just come to you. And that's how that's how I always come to the game. I never go out there trying to. If the shot's there, I'm gonna shoot it, of course. But if it's For not sure. there, this the ball's gonna end up back in your hand. Mm-hmm. You just gotta but, find a way. Yeah. Uh, back back to the to the team. So. The season goes on. You end up, you, you end up. Well, obviously, you went to the playoffs, and mm-hmm. you get to the championship. We uh, you play Winston Salem. Yeah. So I know at that time. I, I think I was I was at Bowie at that time, but I wasn't real big on Bowie State basketball. But I had heard good things, but um. I heard good things about Winston Salem, yeah. and I know y'all ended up losing that game, right? Mm-hmm. Well, like so, right at the end of the game. So you said right at the end of the game. So what what led up to that? How did that game go? So we played Winston two times before that, like throughout the season. That's mm-hmm. the only team that we just didn't beat throughout the regular season. Every other team we beat, or we beat once. But Winston was the only team we did not beat. So we were ready. We were like, all right, we're not going to let these people beat us three times. Like, it's going to be hard to beat us three times. So we're in the game. We're doing real well. We're doing real well. It's back and forth. We get into the second, at the end of the second half, I think like, like what, four minutes to go, four, three minutes to go. We're up by like 11. So we're like, all right, we just got to keep this league up. I'm like, they got this, they got a real good guard, Robert Cologne. Uh, he should be overseas pro at least. But he, uh, he just starts, he just starts going, turning up, turning up, finding plays for other players, scoring, scoring his own. They get, uh, they got this one play on the foul line. They get a, they make it. For, they get an and one, miss the free throw, get the rebound, hit a three. They cut that lead to five, and they uh-huh. took on the momentum for us. And it was like two minutes left. They took the momentum, and uh, they ended up pulling away. They made uh, two free throws at the end of the game. Uh-huh. They up by one. We got time to. Uh, we got like two seconds to try to score. We get a nice, we get an open, we're not open three, but we get a nice shot for the time. Uh, the shot doesn't go in and we uh, lose the game. But that was by far one of the hardest games to lose. You know, you have it. Like you, you up by double digits with three, four minutes to go. Yeah. So you have that game, but little mistakes is you just let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Fortunately, we lost the biggest game of the year off of it. We yeah, learned. Was... 
We learned off yeah. of it, which was a good thing. Um, yeah, I know it's like you said, it's, it's one of those things that you you learn from and you move on. You try to implement that into what you're going to think about going into next season. But yeah. uh, then you get to next season, you don't know if you're going to have a season. Yeah, I know. <laughs> once, uh, once we finish the tournament, we go mm-hmm. back to school. We go back to school. And that's when COVID like starts getting bad. We go home for spring uh-huh. break, and they say they tell us don't come back because COVID got worse. And now we're it's here. Crazy. It's now crazy. we're here to the point that we don't know what's going to happen. Definitely, I know that they gotta be a bummer. Yeah, especially for you. Well, hopefully, we get. Yeah, that's not especially for you in your senior year. It gotta mm-hmm. be hard. Yes. It's tough, but I learned, you know, you got to accept it. So I'm like, I accepted it. Man, it still sucks that we lost. I want to I wanna be able to play again, but if we don't, mm-hmm. I'm all right with it. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Yeah, it so is you're, you, got, you got plans after, after college basketball? You going to keep playing or... If I can, I will. I study communications and minor in sports management uh-huh. to try to. Uh, I want to be a PR worker, at least right. for a public uh-huh. relations worker for newsletters or sports teams, you know, something like that. Broadcasting, uh-huh. like I just want to. I want to stay around sports. If if I can't play overseas or anything, yeah, either way, like I'm me. not. Either way, I'm not gonna let it kill me, you know. Yeah. If I if I can't make it overseas, and I just, you know, I gotta get on with life. I'm gonna still hoop mm. every day. Of but, course. Uh, gotta find a new career. You know. Yeah, like you said, you 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 don't you don't give up. You give up playing competitively, but I don't think you ever give up the game. Yeah, that game, because it's been a part of our life for so long. It's hard to. Definitely. Hard to just stop playing. For sure. For sure. But, um, so, the summer goes by, and at that time, the NBA had stopped. The NBA had stopped since March. I think it was March. Yeah. And then you get to August, and you find out that they're going to have they're gonna have a little bubble in in my in Orlando, mm-hmm. so we're gonna talk about the we're gonna talk about the bubble for a little bit. And I know it's, it's a lot of headlines that came out of the bubble with uh, yeah. Jamal Murray, uh, Donovan Mitchell. That, that was a, that was a great series. Yeah, they were going out of for sure. Uh, yeah. My man, I didn't he's actually think got the bubble was gonna work. I didn't either. I hoped it. I hoped yeah, it did, thought, but I didn't think it I was. It was mm, I was surprised how well they organized it. Mm, and then, of course, you had the Lakers win a championship. You had the, yeah. the Clippers. They just had a they just had a breakdown. Mm-hmm. Um, then you had you had the, the team that nobody thought would make it to the finals. Make it to the finals, yeah, Miami. For, I don't think anybody saw it. They were. They played the right way. 
Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler, uh, Jimmy Butler flourished with that team for sure. Like he he did his thing with that team, so Definitely. it worked out, especially in the finals. Especially yeah. in the finals. Um, but LeBron, LeBron got it. LeBron the goat, so he was a goat <laughs> in our time. In our time, yeah. So. I agree with that. He, I agree with he that. He's gonna, he's gonna find a way to get it. For sure, for sure. But uh, so the Lakers win the championship, and then I think it was, it was about maybe three, four weeks later, we find out that they're gonna start right back up in December. Yeah. So you go from yeah, (laughs) you go from playing from August to September. You're away from home for over 90 days. And then you get a month and a half to get back right for the next season. Yeah. These players, they put a lot, put a lot of hard work in their body to play. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of a lot of them, a lot of them after the season is over. They don't mm-hmm. play basketball for two months. For sure. So that's yeah, when they rest. That's when they, uh, yeah, that's when they get to spend time with their family. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like the NBA is, the NBA is looking at the players like they're not human, kind of. Yeah, they're for just, sure. Oh, yeah, y'all can just go back out there and play. Which has yeah, I agree. Because they got, they got a whole life to, to live. They just play... Yeah, they were away from their family for like two months. You gotta put them back out there. Yeah, I know. It's you're not really you're not really gonna you're not gonna please everybody because I know at the same time you think about a team like the Lakers and the Heat who they're just coming off a championship run and six weeks later they gotta play. You think about somebody like like the Hawks who they they haven't played Mm -hmm. since March. They haven't played. Yeah, so it's fine for them. Yeah, all the teams in the bubble is like, oh, maybe we should get more time. Yeah, but I know, I know a lot of it. Well, almost all of it is is money reasons because you got players, you got you got a lot of players coming back this year. Guys Mm -hmm. like like Kevin Durant, you'll see Kevin Durant this year. Uh, John Wall, you see you see Wall and Bill again, in just a couple weeks from now. Um, Who else? Kyrie's on the time be playing. Because Kyrie got for a lot. Ah, we were supposed yeah, to see Clay Thompson. We were supposed yeah, to see Clay. Uh, we got we still got Steph though. Yeah, we got Steph. It's not the same, but I know they, they re they, I know I like how they reloaded. I like how they reloaded with uh I like I like the Ubre deal. Yeah, with Ubre. And uh you got Wiseman in the draft. I, know that, I think that they should still court. make the playoffs. They should still yeah, make the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. And um, who else? You got, you got a lot of stories going to the next season, too. Uh, Giannis not signing the extension yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lakers just got, they just got uh, Montrez Harrell. Uh, that was Schroeder, crazy. For that sure. Montrez Harrell. Yeah, I did not I see that coming at all. Yeah. I don't think anybody saw that coming. I didn't. <laughs> um, 
Who else? You got uh, the, the Hawks. The Hawks actually. The Hawks are the Hawks been making some. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I they like some uh, good moves. I like what Portland did, mm-hmm. getting uh, Covington yeah. and uh, Melo back. I like that for sure. For sure. Even Houston, I don't know what they're going to do. But they got a Christian See, Wood, which is Yeah, I like me. that. I like that move. I like that move. But outside of him, I, I, do, I don't necessarily know what, they, what what direction they're going in. Yeah, they lost they lost Covington and Austin Rivers, so I don't know. Yeah, and it's looking more and more like they, it's looking more and more like neither one of their, their top two players want to be there. Yeah. Um, I don't know what. I think um, everybody should try to get hard enough. Like sure. any team, it don't matter who. Because mm-hmm. he's not, it's a player that's not open. Like often. Yeah, so you, don't, you don't get too many players yeah. like that just, just coming on the market. Like AD, AD was like the only one, I think, that we, yeah. AD and like Dwight Howard at, that, at uh-huh. his time. Uh-huh. Other than that, you don't see it often. Yeah, even uh, players like LeBron, we everybody pretty much knew where LeBron was going when he mm-hmm. left. When he left, when he left Cleveland the first time, and then when he went back, and yeah. when he left again. Yeah, but, some um, players. Um. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about about this quick turnaround. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see basketball, but. Of course, got the human aspect. Yeah. I look at it more like it's messed up for them. I'm still going to watch it. Of course. Yeah, I, still, I, do, I do feel bad for them. Mm-hmm. I feel that. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Um, listen, we're going to hop right into this into this draft. This, this new right. segment called the, the Plus Five segment where we're going we gonna to we're going to draft, pretty much draft our top five. And today, we're going to draft our top five number one picks of all time. So, uh, D, we're going we're gonna to let you go first. See what you, you got. Let me go first? Yeah. All right. Well, number one, we got to go LeBron. I feel like. <laughs> LeBron got to be one. Not much that needs to be said. Um... Oh my! I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go magic. Magic. That's not bad. I'm gonna go magic. Right. Number two. It was a tough one, but I gotta go Hakeem. He did a lot for the rock. Gotta yeah. go Hakeem. Yeah. Is sure. him or Shaq? And I'll, I'll take Hakeem. Oh, since you gonna you gonna go Hakeem, I'm gonna go Shaq. <laughs> I'm gonna go Shaq. <laughs> Aristotle. I like that one. All right. This one was tough too, but I almost say AI just because of what he did for the culture. Just for, sure. for just for basketball. Like what he did was off the chart. For sure. What's that? Three? Yeah. But you got four. Um, who I'm gonna go with? Um, I'm gonna go Kareem. Yeah, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. 
right. I got I got Tim Duncan. Ah, you the took Spurs, my pick. The Spurs legend. You took my pick. Uh, uh this this five, right? Uh um I did LeBron, Hakeem, AI, and Tim. I got four. Alright, so um I don't think I'm gonna I'm leave the best for last. I'm gonna leave yeah, I'm gonna leave mine for last. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Oscar. Oscar. Oscar Robinson. Alright. My last one. I'm gonna do some I'm gonna do somebody new. Just not like new, but uh-huh. like in our time. In our time. That's right. I'm gonna get heat for this. I know, yeah. But Ben Simmons. <laughs> oh, I mess with Ben, ben Simmons. Simmons. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, that's, that's a good pick. That's a good pick, though. That's a good pick. And I since, think he's gonna be since you wanna, for sure, I definitely do. If he could just get a mid-range shot, at least. Yeah. At least, at least take it. I feel like he's gonna mm-hmm. be good. But definitely. he's a. He's too dominant, I feel, especially as a six ten point guard. You just don't see mm-hmm. that often. Yeah, but uh, going to my last pick. See how I was, what I wanted to, who I wanted to pick. I wanted to say AD, but yeah, because this guy's my favorite player, I'm gonna go D Rose. There ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm gonna go D Rose. The youngest MVP ever. But uh, yeah, right there. yeah, for sure. That's the so that's that's the plus five segment, and that's how we're gonna end every episode from now on for the foreseeable future. But uh, do you you got any shout outs? Uh, any shout outs? Just gonna say. Shout out to my family, really. Just keeping me on my, keeping me in my right state of mind. You know, keeping me, helping me stay focused and the goal, getting this degree. Uh, sure. Playing basketball wasn't for them. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just gotta say, my family, mom, dad, sure. sister, uncles, aunts, all of them, grandparents. Shout out to them. Uh-huh. For sure. Shout out all everybody. But uh, before we before I let you get out of here, I gotta gotta ask, uh, who you who you want to see on the show next? Who do I want to see on the show? Uh, tough one. I gotta get somebody from somebody from my high school days. Oh, this is tough. <laughs> I like the episode with Maya. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. I would say bring her back because she's entertaining. But I don't know if the people want to see her again. Yeah, I got to say Maya, I guess. I don't know. That was, a real, that was probably my favorite episode. Mm-hmm. If you could bring her back in there. Uh, for sure. I see what I could do. I see what I could do. <laughs> but uh, if not, if not, bring uh, Carlos. I like what he's doing Carlos. as far as uh, weight training. For sure. I see what I'm, uh, 
I'm gonna DM see what I could do. But uh, yeah, uh, I appreciate you for coming on, though. Appreciate you, appreciate you for for sure. Of course, bro. Anything, anything. Appreciate you for having me on here. Oh, you are. You're always welcome. Always. But, uh, yeah, man. I've been thinking about making a podcast. I just never got into it. Yeah. Thought about it during oh, for COVID. Sure. I need to. I no, need it's to not. It's not, this, it's not hard. It's not hard. You don't, you don't need a whole lot. You don't need a whole lot. Cause I got uh, a lot of talking to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't talk yeah, that's the reason I made this one. <laughs> the reason I made this one. But uh, yeah, appreciate you having me on here. No, for sure, for sure. I come on your, I come on your show. You, you ever need me? I, I'm always open. That's a bet. That's a bet. For sure. All right, I'll talk to you though. All right, bro. Stay safe. You too.